Today's podcast tells a story of an incident that happened to me in 1974. And I'm trying to reach out to all you young gay people out there. Just a little bit of your history to show you that the challenges that we faced in 1974 are no harder than the challenges you face now. They were just different challenges. And the reason for this is there was, there was no laws protecting us then. There was nothing about hate crime. There was nothing to say that you... There were things that you just couldn't say to people. So I want you to think very carefully if you listen to this podcast, and I really hope you do, about the difference in our lives from then to now. And to be absolutely downright honest with you, it's not that different. It really isn't. It's just that back then it was blatant. And now it ain't that blatant. But it's still there. So in 1974 I was 18. I hadn't long left home. And I was living in my very first bedsit, Independence. And I started work as soon as I got my first pay packet. I left home. I had come across a pub in Skeg where I was living at the time, Skegness, which had some very interesting ladies as customers. They were people like me. I'd never come across people like me before. And I got friendly with them. And I found out that most weekends, they went off to Nottingham for the weekend. Which is quite strange, because at that time, most people in Nottingham came to Skegness for the weekend. But the reason they went to Nottingham was because it had a gay scene, albeit a very small gay scene. There was one pub and one very small club, which was actually running somebody's house. And I decided the time had come to make an effort to meet like-minded souls. So I plucked up the courage and off I went with them on the train to Nottingham. After we got off the train, we went to the pub and I was so amazed at how many people there were there. I was kind of starstruck and bemused and it took me a while to acclimatise. We headed off to the club, and it was the only club in Nottingham at that time. And you had to ring the doorbell and be vetted through the spy hole. And you had to buy a supper ticket to get in. So up we went up some narrow stairs with some quite badly worn lino. And we were in. Sardine-like people moved around, trying to find a seat, trying to dance or buy a drink needed careful manoeuvring. The atmosphere, though, was heavy. Thick layers of tobacco smoke, beers, and the smell of relief. Relief that there really was a place where you could be yourself. I went to this club many times and felt safe and comfortable in its shabby interior and Motown music blasting out. However, one night in November 1974, 
this was all to change. I was brave enough now to go out to the club on my own. I just got the train from Skeggy to Nottingham and the last train back. Or sometimes, if I was really lucky, the first train the next day. Anyway, I digress. Now, remember, it was the early 70s. And for those younger listeners, this was the era of the skinhead. Scary folk in Levi's, braces and Doc Martins, which were called laughingly rubber boots. And the skinhead girls wore the same, with short hair. And to be honest, they looked a bit butch. I was very naive and trusting in those days. And as yet, nothing bad had happened to me, except inside my head. So that night there were new girls in the club, chatty, friendly girls. They bought drinks and they danced. They even tried the awful hot pot that came with the supper ticket. Well, it was a fun night, but I'd promised Mum I'd be round for Sunday lunch the next day. So I had to leave the club to cross uh, Nottingham to catch the last train. I left. And as I turned the corner and headed across the car park opposite, the group of friendly girls were coming towards me, not looking quite so friendly. I'll be honest, I tried to run. I turned, but there were girls behind me too. I took quite a kicking that night. Quite a few bruises, a broken rib and a very nasty black eye. I managed to get back to the club after they got bored and left me. And I rang the bell for help. The guy came to the door and said, I'm really sorry, but we can't have the police here. We can't risk it. Go and get yourself a taxi to the hospital. So I managed to flag down a taxi, which reluctantly, because I looked such a mess, took me to the hospital. I never made it for Sunday lunch. I was at the hospital in Nottingham for most of the night. But the damage that was really done was the trust. It was gone. And that night the world became a hostile place. A place to make the best of as safely as possible. And if that meant lying to avoid gay bashings or abuse, so be it. I'd lie about myself. Yes, I had a boyfriend. Yes, I like men. Yes, I like going out. But hey-ho, I recovered from my bruises, from my broken rib. But my trust in my fellow man took a lot longer to recover. It's not easy to recall that night. But I remember it so vividly, if that makes sense. Well, my friends, I've come to the end of this snippet of history. Not just my history, but gay history. And it's up to us people to make sure these attacks stay in history. And that we are all inclusive in everything we do. Because currently, do you know, it seems to be getting back to where it was. 
and we don't want a world where there is no acceptance a world where you're frightened to go out of your door I lived through that I got thrown out of a few doors so come on guys let's teach the world that really love has no name love has no labels let's show each other how it's done have a good week guys